Welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gates Daily Podcast. This is Grant Mahoney and this is my thought for the day. This um, past week has actually just been just totally amazing. Um, my wife and I are currently in Scotland uh, visiting with some friends of ours, uh, Stevie and Emma McKee, and you guys would often hear Stevie on this podcast. And we have just been having an amazing time just recounting just different stories and just looking at the different Celtic saints and just talking about where we feel the churches and the body in general, let's just call us believers in general, where, where we are. And and I was reading a story about A.A. Allen and, and I posted it on my Facebook um, wall or whatever it's called. And it has just impacted me in the most powerful, beautiful way and I wasn't expecting it to impact me the way it did and it's like it's like Yahweh has used this to soften my heart and and I want to read um, this this excerpt from A.A. Allen's life and then I just want to share a few thoughts because it is incredibly powerful so during A.A. Allen's healing revival in Birmingham Alabama a mother from Knoxville brought her son for prayer David was almost three years old and had been called the most undeveloped boy ever born in Tennessee he was paralyzed on his right side blind in one eye deaf and mute he couldn't even crawl because his limbs were like twisted sticks and his feet were deformed all total he had 26 major diseases or defects in his body his mother had been told by one doctor, only God can help your boy now. David's mother took that statement literally. When she heard that Alan would be holding meetings in Birmingham, she knew she had to get there. As a single mother in 1959 with a special needs child, this was no small task. Although it cost her all she had, she drove to the 250 miles alone with her boy to get him to the revival. The great physician did not disappoint. What happened at the meeting in Birmingham is called the greatest miracle of A.A. Allen's ministry. As Allen held the boy in his arms and wept over him, suddenly two bright blue pupils appeared where there once was only the milky grey of blindness. The boy's limbs began to morph like putty into the correct shape. His tongue, which had hung out of his mouth limply before, snapped inside his mouth, and he began to call out his first words, Mama, Mama. And when he caught sight of her, he took his first steps to go and embrace his mother. He was completely healed. Man, that is just so powerful. When I was reading that story, I just began to weep because... There's several things, and, and, and it carries on, and maybe I should read the rest. However, the Lord did not end there. God wasn't going to leave anything unfinished. The tent was full of people with significant needs, spontaneously, with no one praying for them. Every person in a wheelchair stood up altogether, totally healed. Every person in a stretcher got up the same way. People began running to the front so they could throw their hearing aids on the altar. Then came the glasses. Then came the walking sticks for the blind. Every single person was healed as the glory of God rested under their tent last night. And there's so many things in this when I read this as I said I began to weep and I haven't wept like that for a long time it's like God did something he used the story to reveal to me something that I've been desiring for so much and I know that we've spoken about this before but I desire to see the power and the glory of God and the evidence of the kingdom so much in my life and and I think one of the things 
it's an arrogance in, in the body of Christ where we call ourselves mature sons. Because let me tell you, a mature son would be doing this kind of stuff. And we're not doing it. Nowhere are we doing it. I don't know people that are doing this kind of stuff. And and one of the things that spoke to me, there were many things that spoke to me. But when that doctor said, only God can help your boy now, that mother took that literally. She realized this. And when I look at the broken world that we're in, and I look at the hurt and the pain that's around us, and, and I look at everything and I say, man, only God can help us now. Only God can do this stuff. And And this mother had so much faith that she... It cost her everything to take her boy there. She drove alone, but she know she knew that she had to get there. How many of us have got that drive? How many of us have got that passion to seek God? You know, in, in our modern Western society, everything's easy, so we don't really need God. And the thing that spoke to me about this, and, and this is where I want to go, is there's photographs that come with this um, story, and you can see the boy with his tongue hanging out and his crippled limbs, and then you see A.A. Allen holding this boy, and like I said, and I read there, as he held the boy in his arms, he wept over him, and it was like he didn't pray, he just began to weep, because he probably thought to himself, oh God, what can I do? I can't do anything, only you can do this, and he held this boy, and as he began to weep, as compassion filled his heart, The Lord just did this amazing healing. And all these things happened. And then what happened was the, the, the boy was healed. And can you imagine that mother, first time hearing her son speak, and the first time he sees his mom and he runs towards her saying, Mama, Mama. Imagine her, like the joy in her heart to see what the Almighty has done. And then the most amazing thing was everyone that was there got healed without any prayer. And I believe what happened is compassion came into the room. You know, in the scriptures it says, and Jesus was filled with compassion and he healed all those who were there. And I believe it was, I, I believe when I read the story, this is my, what it must have been like. Jesus must have been in a crowd and he saw someone, someone that witnessed to him or spoke to him and suddenly he was filled with compassion and he maybe laid his hands on that person or hugged that person. And as soon as he did that, because he was filled with compassion, it created an atmosphere. It created a almost like a realm that came into that place. And then everyone that was there was healed. I almost, after reading the story, I don't believe he prayed for everyone. All he did was he engaged compassion and compassion opened up a realm. And when you're in that realm where there's compassion, you're going to be healed. And this was absolutely incredible. And all these people, all the the people in wheelchairs stood up. The people in stretchers stood up. P blind people threw their canes away because now they could see. Deaf people began to hear. Just one thing, one thing, holding a boy and showing compassion. And then the miracle took place. The sign and the wonder took place. And you know, I, I've been talking for this for so long. And, and some people say, but don't you think things are different now because of the day we're living in? No, I don't because God hasn't changed. God has not changed. God still wants to do miracles and signs and wonders. And it says in the New Testament that signs and wonders will follow them that believe. And if I look at the state of the church, and please, please hear me. I'm not trying to be arrogant. In all humility, I'm saying, I don't do this stuff. I desire it so much, but I don't do this stuff. And a lot of people would say, but then why are, you can't, why are you going after it if you're not doing it? Because that's the faith that I have. It's the belief that I have. It's I will believe and believe this until the day I die, even if I never see it. Because I 
But I believe I will. You know what I'm saying? I really believe we're going to begin to see the power of God in, in our midst. The world needs it. The world doesn't need fancy sermons. The world doesn't need more teaching. The world needs the power of Yahweh, the power of our God, the power of his kingdom to be displayed. It's things like this that change things. Our sermons don't change anything. Teaching doesn't change anything. I'm talking big things, okay? Yes, I, I know it's needed. Please don't misunderstand me. I know we need teaching and I know we need to be instructed. But man, there has to be something else. If that's all we have, it's a very, very sad day because let me tell you, teaching doesn't heal anyone. Teaching doesn't do what this does. And and, the, and this thing has, has impacted me so much. It's like there, there's a a softness that's that's come inside me. It's It's like Today I, I was we we went to visit Stevie's parents and and they were praying for me and Sam and Stevie and then Sam and Stevie prayed for them and I couldn't pray I just couldn't utter anything because I was filled with compassion for his parents I love Stevie's parents you know they they are the the backbone for where we are right now you know without people like Stevie's parents and my mother that had prayed for us and they continue to pray for us I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for a praying mother. And I want to honor all the praying mothers and the praying fathers out there. Those that have stood on the word. Those that have maybe seen their children backslide or make wrong decisions. Yet, they've stuck it out. They've continued to pray. Thank God my mother continued to pray for me. Because there was a time in my life where I wasn't who I am now. Where I was lost and, and, I, and I was full of sin and, and wickedness and, and lawlessness and all that kind of stuff. But... Yeah, I mean, Yahweh found me, and I believe he found me because of my mom's prayers. And so anyway, as, as Sam and Stevie were praying for his mom and dad, I was just felt filled with compassion. And I knew if I spoke a single word, I, would, I wouldn't be able to. I'd just weep and weep and weep. And I just feel there's been a huge shift and a huge change, and we need to start desiring this stuff. I want to see the power of God. I want to see the things that change nations. I want to see the things that where imagine ah oh, God coming into your little let's say whatever town or your street and suddenly everyone runs out of their house and starts to repent and starts to fall on their knees. We we don't have the spirit of conviction. Where's that anymore? Where's the spirit of conviction? We have all this false hyper grace, hyper love teaching which says you don't have to do anything. You have to do something. You've got to pray. The word says you have to pray. You've got to fast. You've got to carry your cross daily. You know, we're so afraid or we don't want to suffer. We want the gospel of no suffering. Well, please tell that to Paul and to all the apostles. Tell it to Yeshua that they were foolish to have suffered because they didn't need to. That's, that's such a lie that's perpetrated the church. Look at this mother, that little boy suffering. But you know what? There's an answer out there. And that answer is Yahweh. There's an answer, the power of the kingdom. And I so desire it. And, and I so desire to, to find that place where we can return to humility. Where we need to get away from this place of arrogance of calling ourselves mature sons. Because man, if this is what mature sons are, then good Lord help us. It's shocking. And so, I, even though I'm not moving in any of these things that I really want to move in, 
I desire it with all my heart and with every fiber of my being. And I believe we're going to, the day is going to come soon when we're going to see those things, but it's going to cost something. There's going to be a price. And we've been talking about that a lot over here. We've been talking about this price. And look, let me tell you, someone asked me the other day, don't you think we're going to, it's different in our day and that we're going to do different things. And in a way, yes, I do. I do believe that we are like one of the things for me that I haven't seen in any other generation is how we're raising up business people, entrepreneurial people. We need that. Let me tell you, money has the loudest voice. And if we don't start getting finance in the kingdom, real finance, I'm not talking hundreds of thousands or millions, I'm talking billions, then we'll never change the political landscape of the earth because it's those people that have money that change the political landscape. And if we want to see that change, we need the finances. And so one of the things I am amazed at, all these young entrepreneurs that Yahweh's raising up, and those of us that have an ear to hear and an eye to see are seeing that and we're pursuing it. And, and that's awesome. But let me tell you, God's not going to just do that and then not do this stuff. The things that the Celtic saints move, let me tell you, the, the power that Patrick moved in changed a nation. Imagine... Imagine your children are dead and they've been dead for two weeks and some crazy believer comes along and he starts performing all these things and you say to him, well, if you can raise my children from the dead, then I'll serve your God. And, and what happens? Here comes a Patrick and he says, okay, fine, I'll raise them from the dead. And he raises them from the dead. And that's how Ireland began to change because then the king said, okay, now I'll serve your God because people want to see the power. They want to see the evidence. And we need to start seeing the evidence. Words are nothing. Words don't, in my view, change much. And so there is birthed in me this last week a passion like I've never had before to see the power of God, to see those amazing things. You know, touching an animal that's half eaten and it jumps off the spit and it's fully alive. Just all this crazy stuff that they did. I I think, you know, I, I know the word says that... Um, if everything was written of what uh, Jesus did, all, there wouldn't be enough space in the libraries of earth for all of that. But yet, when, when I read scripture, because that's what's been given to us, and I think it's been given to us as a roadmap to point us, there was no stories of half-eaten animals being um, restored and, and some of the crazy stuff that the, the Celtic saints did. It's not there. And so maybe that's the greater that he was talking about, even though I'm not saying Yeshua didn't do that, but it's not recorded anywhere. He, he possibly did everything, but we don't know the story um, of everything that he did. And so what I'm saying is that some of the things that the Celtic saints moved in, it wasn't for their day, it's for all time. And we need to start moving in that stuff. So I hope you've been encouraged by this, and I hope you are... This stirs your heart because one of the things we desperately need in the body of Christ and in the earth today is compassion. Compassion is so powerful. I bless you guys. I pray that you have a phenomenal week. Thank you for listening. Blessings.